You're listening to Damage Boost, the best gaming podcast you've ever heard, as long as you've never heard another gaming podcast. On the show, I'll be talking to other players, streamers, artists, and creators about what makes gaming more than a hobby, but a beautiful art and an activity that brings together communities around the world. Let's jump into it. Welcome to Damage Boost. Today I have Andrew and Tony from the Demon Days podcast, also on the After the Hype Network. How are you guys today? Oh, doing all right. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's been a it's been a strange last hour or so, but not too bad. Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. So I guess we'll just hop right into it. Uh, before we get into any of the uh, gaming talk, uh, I want you guys to tell me about Demon Days and more specifically the roles you guys play in the podcast. And uh, for people like me who are a little unfamiliar with D&D, kind of like what makes your podcast different from other D&D podcasts? Uh, well, the podcast is a basic uh, live, actual play podcast, which uh, got big because of Critical Role, and uh, like podcasts like The Adventure Zone followed, and so on and so forth. We are playing a group of all tieflings, um, which they are a hybrid of, of like humans and demons. Or um, devils in our case. Or devils, um, and uh, we are playing it in the fifth edition setting of Dungeons and Dragons, made by Wizards of the Coast. So that's kind of like the general setup. The background story is that we're just like four tieflings that woke up in the middle of a mountain in like a blood ritual, and we don't know why, and and we are. <laughs> investigating what happened to us because we we lost some time and we were just kind of thrown together um the entire like story line that we've had so far we just released our 27th episode today and in the span of the actual podcast and and kind of the world it's only actually been 12 days and we've gotten a lot of shit done and a lot of bonding has happened which a lot of us are like really it's only been yeah, it's, it's, it's been less than twelve. It's been less than two <laughs> weeks. Um, the uh, the podcast is uh, uh, rated M for mature. It's uh, it's definitely. Um, oh yeah, my gutter brain uh, runs rampant. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's the a lot of nakedness for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a large contributor to that. My character uh, is a warlock tiefling by the name of Taslin and she is pansexual so she pretty much hits on anything and everything if she thinks it's cute <laughs> and um which can sometimes include poodles but uh <laughs> I also uh enjoy I'm I'm massively a gutter brain naturally so my character follows suit and then I personally enjoy making puns every episode which it's is terrible to the terrible sh- uh, Shirin of my other podcasters. 
The pun- the puns are awesome and keep them Thank up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. And I'm uh, I'm playing Yusuf. He's a uh, he's a paladin, um, uh, uh, tiefling, um, uh, oath of the ancients, and um, the world itself is uh, it's it's its own setting. Our DM came up with it, um, and we're we're discovering a lot of the backstory as we play, which is cool because like if you play in in any of the established um, campaign settings like Greyhawk or uh, the Forgotten Realms or Dark Sun, like there's already a feel of what um, that world is. And this world, it's been it's been nice to kind of see it open up before us, not having any uh, uh, meta knowledge as to uh, what's what or um, or even about each other's characters. Like it's it's all of us have been playing our history fairly close to the chest. So as it unravels for the audience, it also unravels for us at the same time, which is, it's a, it's a really cool uh, storytelling dynamic. Well, and, and quite literally it unravels for us because in, in my case, I came up with part of the backstory and there was a good section of the backstory that I just kind of was like, I don't know so I'll leave it up to the DM and uh so like the big baddie in my backstory I didn't I don't know who it is and uh so encountering that for the first time is entirely a surprise to me which we just recorded that session so that's that session isn't out yet but it's uh oh yeah yeah I lost my shit and (laughs) um I quite literally uh Jonathan, our DM, was like, and that's where we'll end tonight. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I tried to throw a temper tantrum to like get him to continue even just a little bit, but no. Yeah, it didn't work. But it's you get um, it? it's uh, it's going to be good. I'm excited for our next for the next session because it's it's going to open with a, a boss fight. So we're uh, we're all pretty stoked about it. You got to tell John to bring back the live streams. I love those. Okay, <laughs> I'll drop a mention. We'll do. I, I keep telling him, but he he's just he's not listening to me about it. So John, bring him back. <laughs> well, um, and he he might actually have a little bit more time to do that because recently, just because he's been overloaded with everything, and we've uh, kind of beat him over the head with "We will help you." So I recently took over a lot of the graphics for the uh, podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that'll help. Um, so I know you guys obviously know each other, uh, for, on the podcast, but the other people on the show, did you guys know each other a lot beforehand? Because one thing that I love about Demon Days is I'm not a smart person. So I'll just get that out there, <laughs> but like, so I, I have trouble keeping up with extra like lore or stories and all that, but I could just listen to an episode of Demon Days and just be happy as could be because it's just you guys the chemistry is so good between everybody and like i just want to listen to you guys talk to each other for you know two hours it's amazing yeah no um sam i hadn't met until the first episode um that uh that we recorded um and i'm so i'm so happy she's a part of it because she's she's awesome to have on on the show um jonathan and i uh were roommates when i first moved to la um, and, uh, he and his now wife, Jandy and I had a, had a place together for I think a year and a half, two years. Um, 
Yeah, a year and a half, I think. And uh, Johnny, Johnny Recker, is, uh, uh, I worked with him doing production stuff uh, in the film world out here. And so he and I, um, we've been gaming together for the last three years, I want to say. Almost three years. Um, we met on a show uh, called Unicorn Store that he was the second AD on. And by the end of it, we were all talking about, well, we really need to play D&D. I was like, I will run a game. So I've been running that game for the last however long it's been um, since we started. But we're playing, uh, we're using the Pathfinder system in that game. Um, but we had, uh, he and Jonathan knew each other separately. And he had actually talked, Jonathan had talked to Johnny about being on the show um, before uh, any of this all came together. So like we, we each knew each other in a... Um, in a roundabout sense. Well, and Jonathan, uh, or Johnny, had uh, known Sam through Jonathan and, and both of them at one point in time being over there at court after the hype. Um, I had never met Jonathan before. I had never met Sam before. I had kind of briefly encountered uh, Johnny uh, because of Drew, but other than that, it wasn't... Uh, I didn't know him very much, so I'm kind of like the newest newcomer to this whole group of people that know each other, and I only initially joined because I was complaining to Drew about the fact that I never play a game with him, <laughs> <laughs> and he, it's always either I'm the DM or he's the DM, and one of us is players. I'm like, I've never played in a, in a, in a tabletop with you where we're both players, like, this needs to happen more. And he was like, well, there's this thing that might be happening. Let me talk about getting you in on it. And then that's just kind of how it happened. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so when you're doing the characters, uh, I've, like I said, I've only dabbled in Dungeons and Dragons. I had such a hard time get, like, kind of getting into characters and like doing voices and kind of losing myself in the story. How do you, is it just because you guys have played before or how do you guys find that comfort level, I guess, to kind of just be the character? I think it's a, it's a mix of things um, because it is a comfortability with just having played a lot. I certainly like, I have a binder right next to me that has all of the characters I've played over the years in it and they're all slightly different um but it really just kind of comes with the comfortability of knowing how to be having played a lot and then uh i have a background in acting and drew also uh is an actor by trade when he's not doing production production work so it's it's just being like okay so now i'm in character what's my what's my little what uh is called a yellow umbrella what's going to help me get into character and, and embody this uh, person for the time that I need to be that person. Yeah, I, uh, I originally got into gaming because it was actually through, uh, through um, some theater people that I was working with in high school. They're like, hey, we're going to go play d and I was like, oh. And kind of like Johnny talks about, about the satanic panic. Like, I had heard things about Dungeons & Dragons. I, I have some <laughs> family members that had some very strong feelings about it <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i, I kind of want to try this and then i i played my first game and then i didn't touch it again till 
my senior year of high school because I was playing with a bunch of college kids um, my senior year. But the way that I the way that I describe to people what they they're like, what is D and use the term tabletop theater. Um, and the whole reason <laughs> I got into it is because like it's I mean it's basically an improv session. Yeah. So it's um, it's a just a way to to work those muscles and um, and uh, play with the um, the ability to create a character and, and form it and just mm-hmm. flush it out and give it give it its own voice and um, that's one of the things that I love about it. That's one of the things that I love about DMing too because you get to weave the story around everybody else, um, and that's that's a lot of fun. Well, and Sam has not, she's not very versed in tabletop. Like, this yeah. is one of her, I think this is her second game that she's played. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, and, and she's so, great. <laughs> yeah. She's watch, so much fun. Watching her be able to get into character. Granted, her character is a lot like her in general, so it's <laughs> easy for her to kind of, like, switch but she also uh like she has very specific things where she's just like lisa is not interested in emotion she's very analytical and logical um and like if you have something that she's never seen before and she thinks is cool that's going to interest her and that's just kind of that's the point that she sticks with and she she does a really good job with it yeah sam's also her podcast samwise is amazing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samwise. <laughs> yeah. I need she... to actually call in and give some advice to her. <laughs> I keep meaning to do that. Oh, every yeah. time I, I ask her to be on, uh, every time I ask her to be on Damage Boost, she ends up recommending people to shield her so she doesn't have to come on. She claims <laughs> she doesn't know a lot about gaming, but tabletop counts, so I'm using that against her next time I talk to her. Nice. Well, and we're we're actually getting uh, because I wanted her to have a little bit more experience with tabletop with other people and with other dms in particular so she's actually joining an all-female game that we run privately uh that we're gonna have a session on saturday and she's been like okay so what do i do for this character and we're it's a pathfinder system instead yeah, it's, of it's all female except except for me because i'm i'm the one who's running it but. yeah um <laughs> but she's like what about, okay character creation what how should i do this so lots of messages so she will have more stuff under her belt so we can be like sam you need to go do damage boost because now you have <laughs> more things to talk about <clears throat> uh, so be you guys sound like you've always played the kind of like you said the, Im, the improv way i when i started playing in college uh to kind of ease a lot of us into it the guy who uh, was our board game guy had the the tile versions of it? Do you guys think that's a okay way to start, or are you guys purist uh, when it comes to D and D? The tile versions. What, what do you mean? Basically, you flip over a tile and you follow the dungeons into that way, and you can still encounter stuff at random, oh, but it's oh, more uh, it's more. Oh, you're talking like focused. Hackmaster and um, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Oh gee. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's that's a great way to do it. Like, there. I mean, I have. It's it's fun to like if you're doing a dungeon delve. Like, there's a bunch of ways to go about it. Like, sometimes I'll draw a map out and then I'll cover it so you can't see the whole thing. Or sometimes I'll just draw it as I go. I actually have a Chessix makes a uh, a, a die that is a random die gen, uh, generator. Yeah, shameless plug for them now. Um, 
but yeah um or there's i have a, a couple of maps that are just tiles and like we'll we'll grab mm-hmm. them and, and flip them over and and that's how you explore the dungeon my favorite speaking of board games my favorite board game works that way uh, be, uh betrayal at the house on the hill we um, need to talk about that game then. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, so, that's so his good. favorite. It's so good. Um, but like Wizards of the Coast in particular still has a lot of dungeon delves and dungeon crawls, especially ones that are uh, pre-generated. So you you are doing the same thing and, and you've got stuff like uh, the dragon heist that happens uh, out in... Oh God, I can't remember the name of the city now. Waterdeep. It happens out in Waterdeep, and and Mad Mages. Mad Mages as well is too. is also a dungeon <laughs> delve, and that's a full like book that you can walk through, and you they have the accompanying tiles and all that. So it's still very much alive. And um, usually, if I don't want to do the work of DMing, that's the way I will go because I might be lazy and be like, <laughs> I don't want to come up with anything right now. <laughs> So let's talk about Betrayal. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> that was like the the tabletop. Like I, I, like I said, I had dabbled in a little bit of D&D here and there and some other stuff. But uh, Family Friend, I think, brought it over. And after the first game, I fell in love with that game. I spent way too much money on it. Um, Did and you? I, wait, and, when was this? Was this before the reprint? Uh, it's been It's been a... It's been a minute. I would say at least five years, maybe. Okay, yeah, no, that's after. So here's a little background on Betrayal. Like, so Avalon Hill did that. Wizards bought Avalon Hill, and then soon after um, they bought them, they stopped making Betrayal. So, like, you couldn't find it. You could only find it on eBay for, like, 100 bucks. And I heard one year at Gen Con, I was talking to a Watsy guy and he said, yeah, well, we're, we're redoing it. It's coming out again. I was like, you're kidding. That's a, <clears throat> that's amazing. Cause there were like with the original, you had to look up the errata that they had Cause some of the rules just did not make sense. Like, so you had, right. you had to go searching for an explanation of what the hell was going on. Um, uh, but when they re-released it, like they fixed a lot of the problems, which was nice. And then recently they came out with an expansion, um, widow's walk. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the game's great. I love it so, so Not much. Not to mention the Legacy Edition. Yeah, that... there's a Legacy Edition of it now, which mm-hmm. we have, but we haven't played yet. Any Anytime we have, like, game night or guest over or even, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we have a bunch of family, I bust out that game. They, <laughs> so much fun. And I, I feel like it's simple enough. You can get people into it, but still complicated enough where it's not boring it it walks that line i think between casual and seasoned tabletop gamer that i don't think a lot of games can or have i i'm not super in in love with it because of the fact that it for the brand new people it can get really confusing so anytime we have somebody who's never played a tabletop before come over and Drew's like, let's pull out Betrayal. I'm like, let's <laughs> not. Um, but Betrayal is actually the game that we kind of met uh, through. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just remembering that now, huh? Um, so what ended up happening was we, I was with, uh, we mutual friend of ours 
wanted us to come do like a game night. We we went to a place called Game House. It's out here in California. It's over in Glendale. And um, basically, you walk in. There's a small cover charge. You pay that. There's a cafe and stuff. But then you walk in, and it's just walls of board games. Yeah. And so this I'm is great. I'm there with our mutual friend Robin and our other friend Paul. And uh, we're playing board games and everything like that. And Drew comes in and he's like, let's play Betrayal. Because he saw that they had it. And he was like, oh, I love this game. And so we're playing Betrayal. And um, the aspect of Betrayal where you have to, uh, every time you get an omen, you have to roll the dice and you have to hit, like, above the number of omen cards that are out on the table. So... It was my my turn, and I had the omen, and I had the dice, and I was rolling, and I was getting ready to roll, and right as I, like, released the roll, Drew from across the table shot, like, finger gun shot my roll, and um, I didn't start the haunt, but I came really damn close. It was close. close. It was close. <laughs> I think I was, like, one... One over, and I look up across the table, and I just look straight at him, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" And he starts <laughs> laughing. I his start ass cracking off. up, and our buddy Paul's like, "What do you do?" And she, she says, "Oh, he knows what he did." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." And immediately he's like, "Oh, she plays. She plays. Uh, she she plays rolls dice. dice. Games. Yeah, she's she's yeah. a gamer. <clears throat> yeah, that might be the. Yeah, that was the 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 kindling that started the fire. I think." Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that betrayal is responsible for a happy couple. That, that, right? It's a nice sentiment. You guys should write in see if you get a sponsorship. <laughs> Maybe. Cuz but I'm uh I just I'm not a crazy fan of betrayal. Like my my favorite game is uh Red Dragon Inn. So I have not played. Oh, it's amazing. So Red Dragon Inn is basically uh after the adventuring parties from D&D all come back for the night and they're at the inn, that's what this game is. It's a bunch of characters and you either um, you either win by drinking everybody else under the table or gambling and taking all their money. That You're going to have to send me links to this game after because that sounds amazing. It's like the, yeah. the Midwestern version of what happens. It's just the drunk people that gamble and wait for everyone else to come back. <laughs> Yeah, and the the cool thing is it, they've got so many um, editions out there. Abby, we can hear your tongue on the recording. Please stop <laughs> looking. Um, there's so many. I I have everything they have released, and I can have forty players, forty people play at a time, which I do not recommend at all. Um, and it. You get for every edition, you get four new characters, and then they have some standalone characters that you can get to add in. But it's all interchangeable, they all play with the same rules. So, anybody, like if I have a group of six, I literally pull out this box and I'm like, here, and they look at the cover, which has all the characters. Um, and I'm like, pick a character, and then they just pick a character, and we all sit down and play. Um, and it's got fun, like my favorite character, Fiona, who is uh, just your generic fighter has simple cards like it'll hurt more if you do it like this and it's showing you how to like do the um bending the wrist back with the whole like cry uncle game or mm. it'll have uh she has a card that's like oh no more chainmail bikini jokes or um 
a gold piece falling out of her helmet and being like, that's what that clinking sound was. So it's got a bunch of little funny cards. And, and the fan favorite is a character named Pookie, which is basically oh, like the killer rabbit from <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But um, Pookie also happens to be a rabbit of a magician, like the one that he pulls out of the hat, that if you can play them together, it's, it's a blast. But, yeah, Zot the Wizard originally had Pookie, and it was part of the character, and then they made Pookie a separate character that you could also play. And Pookie will go from being really super sweet to enraging. Um, so it's just, it's a funny, it's a funny little game that you can be really lewd with, or PG, or you can even turn into a straight drinking game if you really wanted to. Although, I think that's a terrible idea, because I think people I think die. it's a great idea. <laughs> What's what's the most people you've gotten at one time to play that game? Uh, I think 16. Is it still fun at 16? It is until you start a round of gambling, and gambling just murders it because it takes forever. <clears throat> it also knocks a lot of people out of the game pretty it quickly. It does, it does, yeah. So let's move a l- away from the tabletop for a little bit and hop into the electronic world. I know we talked a little bit before uh, we started recording, but it sounds like you have a PlayStation versus Xbox household. Sort of. I mean, a little bit. Like, I, I love me some PlayStation. It was my, my, <laughs> I grew up, I was born in 81, and I grew up, I went Atari, Nintendo, uh, I think a TurboGrafx-16 fell in there because my buddy gave it to me, but... Uh, my next system was a PS2. Like, I had a big jump. So, and I played I played the shit out of my PS2. Like, I loved it for a very long time. What um, were your highlighted games on the PS2, out of curiosity? Uh, definitely the Legacy of Kane series. Uh, like, Soul Reaver 2 is still one of my favorite games. It has some of the, um, the best story uh, in a video game. Ever. like it's just so epic and i mean there's time travel it's vampires it's 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 super cool if you've never played it uh you should give it a go um and the like the the uh copy just like the the voice acting and and the lines that these characters have were like it just it pulled me right in um and uh that and final fantasy tactics i played i played a lot of that game too um God, PS2. It's been so long since I've actually touched it. Are you a Twisted Metal guy at all? I played Twisted Metal uh, a bit. I love I never... the cheesy lore of Twisted Metal, the Twisted Metal series. Yeah. Um, I didn't get too deep into it, um, but it was a lot of fun every once in a while. Like I didn't, I never played through the any of the lore stuff. It was just fun to crash cars around and blow, blow <laughs> shit up. Uh, played a lot of Vice City, a lot of GTA, Vice City. Um, that was a, that was a, favorite in the house that I lived with after, or in after I graduated. Um, yeah. And then um, I was going to get a PlayStation and I wanted to get a PlayStation, but then I switched over to the Xbox just because I was a huge Halo fan. And then I switched over to the Xbox One and it kind of it kind of fell off from there. I, I've, I've been a, an Xbox guy pretty much the entire time. With the exception of the God of War series. I absolutely love those games. What? I Look at me in a tone of voice. 
Well, it's more about the Xbox because I, I am a reluctant Xbox user. Um, I mainly use the Xbox because that's pretty much all anybody I know plays. <laughs> like, also that, also that, yeah. I think there's only one of my friends that actually has a PlayStation and everybody else is like Xbox. Like a lot of my friends have PlayStation, but almost everything they play is exclusively on Xbox. So I am very much a reluctant Xbox player. Um, I still call my Xbox One an X-Bone because it bones out all the time. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I am not, I am not really a huge Xbox fan. I much, I much prefer the PlayStation just because I feel like the PlayStation network is a, is less money hungry, um, than... I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, uh, fair, (laughs) fair. Um, and I also just like the controller better. Um, I, uh... See, I like the I like the Xbox controller better. Yeah, me, uh, the Xbox controller not the original feels Xbox, like the the Chode controller they first came out with with the OG Xbox. Oh my god, it was terrible. But like yeah. the 360 on up has been has been pretty great. The the original Xbox controllers were so big, I couldn't, I physically could not use them. Yeah, my hands are it, too it, small. It was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. They um, later came out with like knockoff smaller ones, and those are the ones I had to play on the original Xbox. Yeah. My friend has, uh, she has tiny hands, so they have, like, the regular controller at their house, Joel and Katie. Yeah. There's, they have a miniature Xbox controller. Like, <laughs> it's like a kid size. It's adorable. But, like, she, that's the one she plays with. Yeah, if every now and then, if we're, if we have been playing Borderlands or Elder Scrolls for too long, I start to lose feeling in my pinkies from holding the Xbox controller. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Elder Scrolls Online. I am a big fan of the series. I did not like online, and I want to see if you could convince me or tell me why I'm wrong. I just didn't get the same feel from it as mm-hmm. the you know the single player games, and I want to know what I'm missing. When was the last time you played it? Uh, right after launch. So yeah, so it's while. changed a lot. <laughs> it has changed a lot. Um, I, I played it for, um, on the PC from beta into launch and, um, it was okay, but I, I don't think I got past like level 20. Uh, so I didn't really play a lot. And then, uh, I met Drew and he was like, yeah, I play Elder Scrolls online. I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, I play it on the Xbox and not the PC. So I was kind of like, okay, we'll try it on the Xbox. And just playing it on the Xbox is a little bit different than playing it on the PC, for one. And then for two, they changed a lot of it, and they changed it in such a way that I was kind of like, okay, this is actually pretty awesome. Because the first time that they changed the leveling mechanics and the grouping mechanics, they changed it to where if you grouped with like a friend who was a lower level than you, uh, you would low, you, your level would lower down close to their level. And you would also lose part of the skills that you had available to yourself. Um, and then once you ungrouped with them, everything would like reestablish. So that was that was their first attempt and it was kind of wonky. But now they have it in such a way where things actually don't really have levels. Um, and every zone is kind of the same thing. Everything scales to you as you level. So what's really cool is I can be max level or even in champion levels 
and then go and group with a friend that's like level 10 and we can go in the same zone, fight the same things, no problem, and be getting experience that uh, is relevant to our levels, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Borderlands 3 has a very similar um, uh, scaling system now, uh, which is great. And I actually, I didn't play Elder Scrolls Online before that happened, so I thought that's the way it had always been. Um, and the, then he heard me freaking out, being like, this is so great! I was like, I know, right? She's like, no, you don't! I was like, what are you talking about? And then she explained, I was like, oh god, that sucks. Um yeah, no, one of the big disappointments about that game is they, when it first, uh, before it first launched, they said it was going to be cross-platform, which I was really happy with, because I have, like, my buddy Damon, he plays it on, on PS4, so I was like, yeah, no, it'll be great, we can play together, and, like, they did it for Fortnite, but they had never, they never, uh, uh, pulled the trigger on making it happen for, across all platforms, which I was very sad about but yeah the um i mean the, the biggest difference is that it's an mmo versus like if you're playing skyrim like because there isn't really a class system in the regular elder scrolls yeah. like i mean you can pick what you're gonna be and it'll like give you a base stat but like you can i mean you could level whatever skill you want in that game that's the cool thing about it um but in uh in elder scrolls online like you have like, there are jobs you have to do, so it's either damage, healing, or, or tanking, depending on what you choose. And there's only some classes that can do those things. Or you need a very specific build in another class that's not meant to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's the main difference. Um, but I love that aspect of social games. Like, I, I played World of Warcraft for a long time. Um, I played it since vanilla up through uh, Pandaria. Tony played EverQuest for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, my very first game was actually Earth and Beyond, uh, which not a lot of people know about. And then I, I played EverQuest for a long time. <clears throat> I played WoW for a little bit. I thought it sucked. I still hate it for ruining EverQuest. <laughs> and um, I've, I've played I don't like about... WoW either, so I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mainly played it because of the social aspect because it was a way for uh, the guys that I used to game with back in, back in Michigan for us to hang out. And so that got me into it and it was a very Yeah, it was but, a very social but thing. But WoW really brought the teenage uh, force into into the game world and just like yeah, There it, was it no such up. thing as body camping and kill stealing before the the teens came in <laughs> because of WoW like <laughs> Damn just, kids. I know, right. it just it just wrecked everything. Um, and cause before WoW, like I was such a, I'd be, um, a pug, I was a massive pug person before WoW came along. So pick up groups any day. And I was, um, I prefer to play healers and I'm a fucking damn good healer. Um, I in games. Play tanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I was so good on my server that I would log in and before I was even done loading, I'd hear the sound of like somebody sending me a private message being like, Hey, we need you over here in this group. <laughs> and, um, but then wow came along and just like ruined it. So it was kind of like my party would be dying because the tank would be running off and not listening to anybody. And I'd be like, I cannot fucking heal you if you don't, <laughs> if you don't sit your ass down and actually move with the group um so that's when i kind of switched over to soloing a lot but um eso especially they recently came out with the mara or not recently it was a couple it was a few years ago they came out with the yeah, morrowind, morrowind 
expansion and they added um the warden class uh which that that's more druid functioning because they have like the pet bear but then they're also healers and prior to Morrowind coming dealers. out or damage yeah. dealers but prior to Morrowind coming out the only real healer class that they had was the fuck I can't remember the name of the class what is it do you remember no what are we, are we talking, <laughs> the other the healing class yeah. on ESO yeah I mean what you had Templars who were the Templars. Paladins. There we go. I was looking for that. So they yeah. only had Templars and then Wardens came out and I hated Templar healing properties. I didn't like the way the, the class ran and the tree went. But then the Wardens came out and I was like, yeah, this is my jam. And that's really kind of what stuck it for me. Yeah. She does an insane amount of damage on that character. It's dumb. Also like, healing. Also healing. But like, be, unless it's actually a boss fight... All I have to, because funny thing, she plays a healer and I play a tank. Like, we just, I tag everything and I just hold up my shield and she just blows it apart and then we move on to the next thing. Like, I don't really have to tank in that game until we get to a boss. It's pretty, it's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I moved on from WoW to Old Republic, um, Whoa, the Star Wars game. to the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, the, we the, both did that. Yeah, the Old Republic, the MMO. Like, just not together. That's what I was playing for, uh. For a while after WoW, because I was like, "Yeah, WoW's fun, but all the expansions are kind of they're kind of getting lame." And also, it's Star Wars, and I'm gonna go play a Jedi, or more importantly, a trooper, and uh, kick some ass. So a bunch of my buddies migrated over to that. I jumped from uh, I actually played Age of Conan for a really long time, oh, yeah. and do not drink that right in front of the mic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I always have to tell him during podcasts. I'm like, move your mic because we can hear you chewing. Um, but I played Age of Conan for a really long time, got max level, was in a guild that we did a lot of raids, like tier one raiding and stuff like that. And then Knights of the Old Republic came out and the whole guild was like, we're going to Knights of the Old Republic. It's just um, the Old Republic. We're going to the Old Republic. <laughs> And so, as a guild, we all kind of like shifted, shifted Man, over I there. I that game so much. I know that was really good. And unfortunately, EA has all the Star Wars properties, so nothing good will come of them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, when it went free to play, it kind of well. First of all, it went free to play because a bunch of people left because a new game came out. That then they moved on from that as well. Because we were on an RP server, so we were basically able to to do like role playing stuff on that server using the game as the as the engine instead of paper and pencil with like my buddies back in Milwaukee, and um, and then everybody left, so like a lot of the support left, and there weren't people around, and all the servers merged, and it just kind of fell apart. So we stopped playing, which sucked. Although and- they recently came out with. Um... Uh, just like a story-based expansion that they force you to do it solo, but the story is fucking good. I need to I need to pick it up again. I yeah, play I played again. through that, and the story is really damn good. Yeah, and it, and then the next MMO I went to after Old Republic was Elder Scrolls because I I hadn't played in 
very long time. And now he plays Sea of Thieves, and I want to hit him with a pillow every I time love he's on sea it. Of so, so if you're an Xbox player, hit me up sometime. Me and my buddy are struggling to try to do a ship with just the two of us. We could use more. Yeah, no, I'm down. Um, oh, God, here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, and uh, our, our buddy Paul, the one we were talking about that was there when we met, like, he gets so much anxiety over that game. He's like, I can't play it. Like, it just raises my anxiety because I know that everything I just <laughs> mm-hmm. worked for is just going to fall apart because some asshole kid is going to come and sink my ship and take all my stuff. And it's just like... Fine, what? take it. I don't care. I can't let myself get worked up over it. To the point where I think he just deleted the game. I, I still blame WoW for a lot of that. <laughs> well, WoW's not the problem. That, it's just I, that doesn't happen that often in Sea of Thieves, though. Like, I, oh, it, it, it stopped. It did, yeah, it stopped. It did for a while. I think they put more what server it, support in so that it's it's more servers. But yeah. Like, when you first um, started, it was really bad. Yeah. But the yeah, game was no, first released. But that's actually one of the things that I like about that game. Like it's the mm-hmm. the social aspect of that game. I think it's a really interesting experiment in uh, in social behavior. Just because, like, oh, you can you can be an asshole because it's just a game, mm-hmm. and people aren't going to call you on it. But that's kind of one of the things I like doing mm-hmm. in the game. Like, if someone's a dick to me, I will hound them for an hour, just like <laughs> finding them. And it's like you thought this was a good idea. I'm going to sink your shit again. Here's a powder barrel. I I deal with uh, social behavior all day long, so when I come home (laughs) and I play games, I don't want to deal with fucking more social behavior. Um, But I had, like, a couple couple good moments. My very first time I was playing the game, because my my dad is actually, he sails boats um, as a hobby now. Um, So he's, like, taught me how to actually drive per this the rules of the sea. <laughs> oh, actually, God, yeah. She gets yeah. so pissed. She's like, this guy isn't passing me on the left. It's like... Yeah. And they don't know the pirates. Me. They pass where they want. Yeah. The very first time I played it, I was like, oh, okay. So I, like, corrected in the way that I was supposed to, but then they overcorrected seeing us, and then we ended up, like, side-swiping them. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. And we just kept going, and then they chased after us. And, um, like, we didn't, we were just like, we're sorry, kind of thing. And they were just like, fuck you. And um, they started, like, blow. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drive us into the rocks and maybe that'll, like, prove a point. Because I was like, if we suicide for ourselves, <laughs> maybe maybe let us go. But I drove, drove us into the rocks. They ended up driving themselves in the rocks coming after us. But then they started shooting us full of cannons killed him with a cannonball to the face and then I just like disengaged from the driving thing pulled out my um uh the what is the guitar thingy oh the the uh, hurdy-gurdy I pulled out the hurdy-gurdy and I just started playing music <laughs> while they're blowing up the ship around me and, just, and she was just and like I was just, fuck it I'm done no I was just like I accept this death <laughs> <laughs> and um so that was funny, but then I, I kind of was like, I'm done with this game, because we spent, there was one time he and I spent hours on, like, this chain quest that was actually a little bit too high or hard for us, but we were do- we were doing it, and we were on the last leg, I literally had picked up the last chest, I was at, like, the, I ran it to the water, 
And I was oh, waiting God. for him to bring the little rowboat so we could put it in the chest because it was a crying chest and we didn't want it to sink the ship. That's when your and Xbox failed. My, no, my Xbox didn't fucking fail. It was fine. <laughs> but what happened is, for whatever reason, my character just disappeared and it disconnected me from the game. And um, since I, it was like my ship that I had started, he couldn't invite me back oh, God, into it. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't get her back into the game. So she was like, I'm done. I'm done with this game. We like, we literally lost that's understandable. Like almost yeah. four hours worth of work for just because it decided to kick me off of the game for no goddamn reason. And I was just like, meh, this this game is dumb. She she was very angry. She was very angry. No, I wasn't angry. I just I was like, I don't need to play this game anymore. I was my, very angry that she was done. My uh buddy who I, I play with and I do a lot of my streaming with he has a massive fear of the ocean and giant squids. So <laughs> when we play it, anytime it gets dark and like there's a relatively large shadow underneath our boat, he starts having an anxiety attack because he he like he tried playing uh, Subnautica because it's on Game Pass and mm-hmm. he played it for like ten minutes. Like, I can't do this, dude. I can't do it. It's too much underwater. I can't do this. And <laughs> so playing with him's fun just for that that uh. Him trying to deal with his fears while playing yeah. the game is pretty incredible. We have a friend, uh, his name is Eric, and I I enjoy playing it with Eric because Eric thinks the game is just as dumb as I do, so we <laughs> sit there and, like, as old men, bitch, <laughs> groan about this game while Drew's playing. But one of the very first times we were doing it, we were going and, and getting stuff, and we had several meg- um, megalodons come out and we were like fighting the Megalodons and we survived them and we were like limping along and getting this back to the port and then right as we get to the right the port is in sight and a kraken comes out yeah and like, we got kraken it we got kraken oh, and God. the only reason why we got away from the kraken was because he grabbed he got he jumped off the ship swam down and like pistoled the kraken right in the face I didn't um, know that was an option. Like a couple a couple times. Yeah, I I don't know that that's actually what happened. I think he might have taken a powder barrel down and like hit one of the tentacles. It was he, No, he said it was in the face. Like I've never seen that like you can't see the face. Like it's it's inky blackness. So I don't know how he saw it. I I still don't understand what happened that way, but we got away. Yeah. Yeah, and then um like the tentacles were still out there, so we like hung out just outside of port and, like, rifled several of the tentacles to try and, like, keep it engaged so we could go back out once we repaired the ship enough and, uh, and, like, actually kill it. (laughs) But it ended up despawning. But his friend Eric just does, like, crazy shit. Like, even a ghost ship. He, like, jumped over into the ghost ship and he's like, so I'm over on the ghost ship right now. I've got a power barrel and I'm just gonna <laughs> blow this thing up from the inside. And we're like, okay. That, that is my that is my go-to tactic for ghost ships. Yeah. Like, just bring me alongside it. Let me drop in. That, and a lot of people, I guess, who play the game now probably don't realize there wasn't a lot to it when it first started. They no. didn't have the harpoons. You couldn't fish. There wasn't... Yeah, no, it, fishing and harpoons are, are relatively new, like in the last six months. Yeah, and I try and I tried to enjoy it a lot, but it was when it first was released. It was kind of more on the boring side. Plus, you got beat up a lot, so I could understand when people people played it right at, around launch. 
not having a great time with it. Because they've, they've put a lot of work into that game, and it's it shows. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Oh, speaking of which, you should log in at some point today through the 22nd. There's a Gears of War uh, uh, ship pack that you can get right now. I want that. Yeah, I'm a big Gears in. fan. Just log in. It'll be on your it'll be in your inventory. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll do. Definitely do it. We actually have a uh, shameless plug. I'm working with the guys at um, Super GG Radio, and they're doing their 24 hour stream for Extra Life. And oh, uh, nice. I think um, Sea of Thieves is on the list of games being played for that day. So I'll have to check it out then this That's Saturday. Cool. Nice. Yeah, we'll be running. I'll be running that uh, that girls game we were talking about on Saturday. That's that's the next big thing. But yeah, you, I mean, you don't even have to just log in and like go to the go to the uh, ship right, and you can see all the all the stuff in there. The uh, um, the masthead is it looks like the chain from the Lancer. That's amazing. So yep, it's just I, this I big need that jagged like piece of steel underneath. The sails are pretty cool. The he hull's really, nice too. He really only does it for the the customization things of the of the ship. That's not true. I the, do it, a lot of it for those, but it's so true. it's so dumb. I, he used to have to like beg me to play Elder Scrolls, and now I'm going, "Hey babe, when are we gonna play Elder Scrolls? When are we gonna play Borderlands? When are we gonna play together?" And he's like, <laughs> on the, <laughs> on the sea." That's not true. It's not true. Anytime I wake up and or like I go to bed or something and I wake up and he's not in bed and it's like three or four o'clock in the morning I come out and I'm like, is he playing Sea of Thieves? Yep, he's playing Sea of Thieves. I played it a little bit last night. I I couldn't get to sleep last night. I was up till four. And I was playing it a little bit. You had it on today when you weren't even playing. He was painting figs for tabletop and he had Sea of he was just standing on a boat. (laughs) He was on a boat. I was I was doing the the bare minimalist I could because I was like oh, they're gonna get some loot I'll get some loot too and I'll help them whenever I need to but I'm gonna paint I'm actually making a raven for Taslin's character so that she has a a mini for when she's flying around all worked out and shit. I'm slowly creating I'm slowly somehow getting all these animals I have my raven now I have a panther. I'm so jealous of that fucking figurine oh my god she's like what is this I was like are you kidding me. Uh, uh, Brock, have you ever read any of the Dritz books? I have not. Okay, yeah. It's like Jonathan made that basically as a shout out to Guinevere, who is like uh, so awesome. Um, but as soon as he said, it's a Black Panther figurine, and I just like, he saw my head look up and I was like, what? It's like, <laughs> yeah, drag head. I think I have Drew's attention. And I was like, son of a bitch. And I'm like the meta knowledge police at the table. I absolutely hate meta knowledge. So that's. I did very good. You did. I did really very did. good. I even gave it back to you because my mm-hmm. character wouldn't have known any better. And my character uh. totally would have given it to him the next night if it weren't for the fact that he was a giant dick and ended up hurting <laughs> Fetter. That was not my fault. Fetter jumped in front of Yusuf's sword. It was already coming down on the second. Yusuf doesn't like to stop and talk things out, he likes to just swing. Uh, the funny That's thing about Drew's character, I, lo- I love, I love him to death. I hate all of the characters that he plays. <laughs> she doesn't like paladins. I play paladins a lot. Uh, real quick before we start winding down, you guys mentioned Borderlands. Um, I love the series. I'm just curious. I haven't got to play three yet, uh, but I thought two 
Especially with the D, actually the D and D DLC was probably my favorite yeah, part t- of. T- Tiny Tina's is the best thing yes. in any part yep. of those games. Yep. Uh, Borderlands One can eat a dick. Uh, I hate it specifically because of the ending. I almost didn't play two because of it, because you spend your entire game trying to get into this vault, and then it opens and it's like, oh, it's actually a prison, and now it's closed because you took too long to kill the monster, so you can't get into it for another two hundred years. But you can sell this key for money in this game that you'll never play again because you're pissed. <laughs> so, but the, I'm but I I finally picked up two and I played the shit out of that game. Two like was it is so good. it is quite like Handsome Jack is my favorite video game villain. Period. I um, agree with you hundred percent on it's, that. It's so good. Um, and uh, and Borderlands three is. I mean, it's fun. It's not two, though. I don't yeah, know that two, anything will ever be two. Two is still the reigning champion. Yeah. We'll uh, see We'll see what the Handsome Jack's voice three. acting is, like, hands down what makes two as good as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Well, I, the nice thing about three is that you actually go off planet. You go to several planets. So the world is a little bit bigger um and the big bad guys that are in there we haven't played all the way through the storyline i think we're only like yeah we're not that far through it we're only on the third third planet yeah we just we just got to the third planet Uh, um but the big like (laughs) we had to move last month so we haven't really had a chance (laughs) to do anything october sucked the uh the very the quest that takes you off of the first planet like ends in a way that i was like oh fuck (laughs) <laughs> so the story is pretty cool in that, but unfortunately it doesn't make up for a lot of the character uh, mechanics. Um, some of the, the skill line trees and the way that they've changed that, like some, uh, a lot of things are kind of like interchangeable and you can mix and match trees a little bit more than you could with uh, two or even one. Uh, so that's kind of cool, but... Uh, a lot of the mechanics that you get from the trees are not as great as one. I love playing the sirens, but I don't like the siren for three at all. That's a bummer. Yeah. I always put siren on two. You said she was growing on you a little bit. Yeah, but I still like her. I still don't entirely like her powers compared to like Maya or Lilith. I, I has Maya main on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I adore I, Maya. I didn't like Maya as much as I liked uh, Lilith from the first one, but then Maya really, really grew on me. Especially once she got up to higher levels, I was like, "Fuck this chick." Yeah, Maya's pretty. Ba- Maya's pretty badass. I think. Uh, I think if we keep well, well, I think when we get you to higher levels in her, you'll probably like her more. Mara, Amara. I yeah. Think. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The. Uh, so so far, it's I haven't I haven't played the operative yet. Uh, I've got the the main one that I'm is the uh, the main one I'm playing is Roz. Um, and I liked I I actually my favorite character is that one like charismatic dude guy that's the tech guy from three. Oh, the the playable character. Yeah. The operative. Yeah. I I haven't played him yet. No, you have. Yeah. You played him with Amara, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It, like I said, October sucked. We haven't played <laughs> that game in a while. So 
But now, in our new place, we have it set up so that we can actually see each other from our other TVs. So we can yell at each other. Which means I can actually nail him with things when I throw them at him. (laughs) Means you just play Sea of Thieves even better now. Right? There's a lot of times where I will be, like, attempting to get his attention for something. And he just will not hear me for whatever. And I have resorted to throwing water bottles at him very frequently. Luckily, we have a big plushy D20 now that she can just... That can be like the, hey, yeah. look at me. My, my significant other prefers the walk straight in front of the TV <laughs> method to get my attention. And then she gets mad when I'm looking around her. But you can't pause online games, so that's not my fault. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, so before we go, do you guys have uh, anything you guys want to plug? Uh, I know Demon Days, you said you're... Your next episode's going to be a big one. Uh, not the next episode. We're building up to it, but the, okay. next, the, the, the one we just the session we just recorded is is going to be huge. But that's that four away now. That no, it's uh probably the next four episodes, if not five, probably more like four, um, are going to encompass because twenty seven ran out of what we recorded from the last session, so we're Got now it. into the new into the new session i haven't listened to it yet where does it end uh i haven't finished it okay um but yeah no demon days is uh that's coming up um uh we're getting close to the 30th episode which is cool um we're uh we're just hoping people like it um if uh yeah, if you can go and review, review, please. Yeah. yeah, review, say hi to us on the socials. Uh, it's um, Twitter and Instagram at These Demon Days with a Z, all one word. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're in L.A. and you need an actor or a voiceover artist or a <laughs> stuntman or a stunt coordinator, hit me up. Awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to plug myself as a therapist because I already have plenty of clients that <laughs> listen to their emotional problems all day. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you, uh, Brock, for taking the time to have us on the show. Yeah, oh, you guys are awesome. Like I said, the, the chemistry of everyone on the show is unbelievable. So I was excited that any, any of you guys actually wanted to come on. So it's been amazing, and I want to have you guys on again as soon as possible. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to. Uh, Real quick for my plugs, like I said, uh, Extra Life, we're doing, uh, Super GG Radio is doing their 24-hour stream starting, I guess, Friday at midnight, technically, going through Saturday. Uh, we've raised almost $1,000. We're about 125 short of our goal of 1000 That's great. So, yeah, anybody who wants to donate, donate at any point. Uh, I'll have the link in the description of this episode for people to donate and then follow me at twitch damage boost podcast i stream dead by daylight every sunday monday and friday uh thanks yeah. again for coming on guys i appreciate it yeah no thank thanks. you again for having us and of course we've already plugged it many times but go listen to uh demon days airs on wednesdays every week awesome all right yep subscribe hashtag big black knife five stars big too black knife Big black knife, big black sword. Uh, Asmar on top. Asmar on top. We have so many hashtags. Like, oh, Fetzobon is the new one that came oh, out. Oh God, Fetzobon. Yeah. Oh, Fetzobon, I choose you. <laughs> All right, everybody, be good people.